Welcome to When Mint by Those AMAs, your one-stop shop for all things NFT. When Mint Podcast is produced by Those AMAs. All information gathered and disseminated by this podcast is for research and entertainment purposes only. Those AMAs, its employees, and affiliates are not financial advisors. Please, always do your own research and invest at your own risk. A full disclaimer can be found in the show notes. Welcome back to another episode of When Mint by Those AMAs. I'm your host, The Machinist, and today I'm joined by Harry and Joe, the founders, or two of the founders, over there at Ragnarok Reptiles, an NFT project launching in the near future on the Cardano blockchain. Before we get into it, right, don't forget to stick around until the end of the episode to find out what we're doing for today's every episode NFT giveaway, because nobody does it like those AMAs. And while you're at it, right, head on over to whenmint.app, make a free profile, and if you love what you hear today concerning Ragnarok Reptiles, well, give them five stars, right? Bump up their trust score. That's what it's all about, is getting out there and supporting projects that you love. And they're not the only project on there as well, so I'm sure you will find many others that you're invested in as well. Anyway, enough out of me, so let's get to Harry and Joe. Fellas, what is going on today? Thank you so much for taking the time to join me. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having us. Uh, we appreciate being on the uh, on the show and we're looking forward to it. Well, it's awesome to have you guys and I cannot wait to get into everything uh, that Ragnarok Reptiles has to offer. And just for doxing purposes, let's let's hear a little bit about you guys. So, Harry, how about you go first, my friend? Yes, yeah, so basically I've been in the CNFT space since um, last April. Uh, first got involved uh, on CBIT, Cardano Bit. That was my first ever mint. Uh, and I've been around NFTs for a while, so um, I was interested in them before Cardano, but see, Cardano Bits was my first ever uh, Cardano NFT. Um, back in the Discord days, I'm, I don't know whether you were you were a part of them, but it was it was sort of bedlam. Um, we were doing escrows between uh, humans, no such thing as smart contracts. There was about eight Discord servers with everyone in there, and since that, they just got hooked. I went into trading space buds. Uh, throughout last summer and and just sort of uh, submerged myself in the NFT community and and made a lot of friends in the Cardano community as well and um, after being such a fan of so many big CNFT projects I thought well why not let's start my own project and sort of put some ideas into into practice Uh, so we've been working on this for the last six months um, developing what and building what we think has got a great storyline a great brand uh, and a great theme to it as well that me personally I find super interesting I love North mythology uh, as does Joe and I know you do yourself uh, so I think it's just oh, a perfect yeah. blend yeah so I'm really excited to share what we've got coming up um, and, and I'm, I'm sure Joe will echo what I've just said there. Joe how about you my friend what got you into crypto and eventually Ragnarok reptiles yeah so crypto so I think I found crypto down a bit of a, a different route to most actually everyone's has their own routine, don't they? And it's special to themselves. But um, I was it was actually so far removed from 
the CNFT space itself. It was I was reading a lot of books on on sort of expanding the mind and and um, sort of getting better out of yourself, getting the most out of yourself. So getting that extra percent. Um, and there was various people like Tony Robbins, um, David Goggins, uh, and I stumbled across a person who is an absolute legend called Gary Vaynerchuk, um, Gary V. And a lot of his ideas right the way across how he does business and sort of how he how he gets the most and pushes his potential. Uh, I always remember there was there was one video, uh, and the title of the video was "How NFTs Are Going to Change the World." I think it was a ten minute video. And I think I was driving, I was driving to work at the time and I can remember listening, my commute to work is I think about an hour and I can remember listening to that 10 minute video and I think I listened to it three times just to get every single bit of information out of it. And it was everything from um, seeing the potential of the NFTs, how the art, how they're um, basically a, a portal into someone's life and the possibilities that they, what they can have. So say somebody has a art festival um, and they want to send a ticket, a admission to that festival, instead of sending out an actual uh, physical print-off ticket, they could send out an NFT. Now that NFT could be a piece of art itself and that is going to sit in that person's wallet and that's your admission to the festival. Now you're going to hold that for the rest of your life and that's your um, that's your ticket. You can, you can show people um, in your wallet you've been so it's almost sort of like more than, it is art, but it's even more than art. I think it's going to be, it's going to be um, basically a way of life, really. It's a social status is the word I'm looking for. It's it's walking down and dating a girl and and thinking, oh, I'll check what she's into and going into her wallet and seeing, oh, do you know what she loves? She loves that type of art or she loves that type of music festival. So I think there's so much, so much more, uh, even there is at the minute, there's going to be. But that took me down the route and then I finally found the CNFT space and um, straight away it was just welcome with open arms, really. It was just a, a community. It was so refreshing. Um, everybody's so good vibes and, and um, willing to push each other up. So I stumbled into it that way. And to be honest with you, I've been literally delving in every single day for the past year um, or more in it. So, so yeah, made up to a founder. Um, and yeah, that was my routine. Oh. Awesome. Well, and you're absolutely right about uh, the Cardano community, at least in in my opinion, right? There's there's no place else like it. And speaking of communities, you guys uh, have built an amazing community in your uh, Discord for Ragnarok Reptiles. And remember, everyone, all of the official links for Ragnarok Reptiles can be found in the show notes, all right? So please get down there, check them out, right? We're going to have everything that they have right there for all of you uh, to see. So real quick, right, what we're going to do uh, in this interview is we are going to go through the roadmap, right, step by step and really dig into what Ragnarok Reptiles has in store. But just, you know, in the beginning here, what is just kind of a quick overview of the project? Yeah, so quick overview. So as a fan of Norse mythology and a fan of dystopian fiction, um, we have Planet Repgard. So Planet Repgard is set in 3042, almost like a Blade Runner um, type city, maybe a bit more um, bustling and, and a bit more vibrant. Um, so the old ways of Norse mythology, because uh, that that's our main theme right the way through, is Norse mythology. Um, and that main theme runs right the way through the story, right the way through the characters, right the way through the art. So this Planet Repgard has six factions. 
So we have factions such as Tia, uh, which is Manas, God of War, Nord, Joro, um, we have Ingwas, Othala, uh, Taiwaz, and Burkana. So these six factions um, basically are completely poles apart. Um, the sort of old ways of Norse mythology have gone. It's quite a dystopian world. And um, Ragnarok, which our name Ragnarok Reptiles, is said to be on the way. So we're sitting at 30, 42 the year. Uh, the factions are disgruntled. They're hearing, they're hearing words of maybe Ragnarok, Ragnarok is on the rise. It's about the winds are changing, about to start. And that's where we sit, writing the story, ready for the, preve- the prevention of Ragnarok. Hell yeah. And it's really cool, right, that you guys have done such a good job with this Norse mythology and tying it into this project because this mythology touches all of us on a daily basis, whether or not people realize it, right? Even the days of the week are named after Norse gods. Easter eggs, right? People wonder why they get colored eggs. Well, that started with Ostara, right? An ancient Norse celebration of life uh, in the spring. It's why we have Christmas trees, right? People used to hang pine bows uh, over their doors, right? In ancient Norse times to keep life in the world, right? Because they thought uh, everything around them was was dying, right? It was the one thing uh, that didn't die. And that eventually uh, became the Christmas tree. So, so there's just so much in everyone's everyday life that connects to this that they don't even realize. Uh, I think it's really, really cool. It's one of the things I really love about this. And the art is fantastic. How did you guys come up with the art and why Ragnarok Reptiles? What was it that made you guys pick reptiles for this? It's, we were, you know, we were actually thinking of a few items because when we looked across the space, um, there's various animals that have been used. And and f- the first fundamental was definitely um, Norse mythology and Ragnarok. We knew that wanted to be the, the key driver. Um, and we just hadn't seen reptiles done in this way. And we thought there was so much... Um, so much that we could do with the sort of the shape and everything, even the eyes. See the eye shape and, and the large sort of bulbous eyes to the side. We just thought it's really cool and we thought we can really work that in. Um, and we've obviously found uh, found fruit in that. We think the art is very, very good and we're very proud of that. No, it absolutely is. And the alliteration is beautiful, right? You got to have the double R's there. You got to. But <laughs> anyway, so let's start digging into uh, this roadmap, right? And getting into everything that you guys have done, are doing, and are planning to do uh, for the community in the future. So first up here, we have phase one, right? And we're not going to stay on this too long because most of this is already complete. Actually, all of phase one is complete, right? You had your artwork and storyline release. The introduction of the lords and gods, the building the community, the Discord, and the website launched. Yeah, the website got launched. Um, I think the website's been launched for, for well over a week now. You'll have to check it out. Um, and obviously, we'll include the link at the bottom of this video as well. But yeah, the website's fully launched. Discord's fully launched to the public. We were going private uh, for a couple of a bit, about a month, I think, just to sort of keep it exclusive and keep it private. Um, and, and by doing that, we built up a really genuine, organic community that isn't full of bots, it isn't full of people who just talk to like almost grind as people call it. Um, we're really proud of what we've built and, and sort of the way we've gone about it. We've took our time, we've factored in the market conditions as well um, because it's difficult in these sort of bear markets to sort of build things. But we've uh, the way we've sort of approached it, I think sort of worked perfectly in our favour. 
Um, and yeah, phase one, as you just touched on there, is now all complete, but that was sort of the, the easy part of the project. And now phase two is going to be the more, the more complex and more difficult stuff. But obviously the thing that brings real value to the project with all the utility that we're bringing. Like you said, you know, phase one, the easy part, which was, is not that easy, right? You guys have done an amazing job uh, of working hard to make sure that you built, uh, a truly organic community, right? And keeping all those bots out and everything else, yep. like you said, but you know, now, the long winter uh, begins for phase two. So the first step of phase two is the season one mint. So let's get the basics out for everybody that wants to get involved, right? What's the collection count, the price, uh, when's mint, all that good stuff. So yeah, just a brief overview of, of what's coming as part of season one. So we've got a total quantity of 3,700 uh, reptiles that we're dropping. Um, and the date's going to be, uh, we, we've got a whitelist. Uh, which you can basically gain access to by holding the Valkyrie, which we've been given out through community events and competitions, and also can be purchased on the secondary market. With actually an NFT in itself that we've been given out for free to people, that basically acts as like a token for you to enter the mint uh, 24 hours before. So the whitelist kicks off on the 31st of July this month, uh, and that kicks off at 7 p.m. UTC time, and then that runs for 24 hours. And then the general sale kicks off on the 1st of August, and that's again at 7 p.m. UTC. The min price also on these reptiles is 80 ADA. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it, really. All right, perfect. Now, is it too late? Because this mint is is right around the corner. Is it too late for people that are interested in the project to get in here and try to get this Valkyrie roll? No, right? ab- this, absolutely this not. Roll? Absolutely not. No, we've, uh, we've, we've got... Just quite a few, uh, at least well at the minute we've got a competition on in the Discord uh, where we're giving away up to 15 Valkyries to the community and also Valkyries are available on the secondary market as well. Um, so there's, there's, there's lots of chances for people to still get involved if they want to get involved on the whitelist, but we are capping the whitelist at 50% of the total project. So no matter how well the whitelist goes, the general sale will still give people and uh, the rest of our community a chance to, uh, to, to grab a reptile. That's that's great, right? It just goes to show that you're trying to keep this fair, right? This truly yeah, exactly. is a community-centric yeah. project, and you don't want... Yeah, it's nice to have your whole collection sell out for a whitelist, right? But that's not what Ragnarok Reptiles wants to do. You guys want to make sure this is fair and that anyone you know in the public, in the NFT community, can get in here and have a chance to get one of these assets. So that's definitely. that's awesome of you guys, definitely. I think, I think it's, it's finding a balance between... We understand that everybody can't be in discords every day grinding, but it's also giving them people who are putting the efforts in also and putting their time in a little bit of an award also. So, cause we've had some lead, uh, XP, um, type competitions or other competition winners of posting, um, their favorite artwork that we've got. So for those people who've just come along, um, we couldn't just put a massive whitelist out there and expect people who are just getting into the space who, who, as we were just talking about before, don't have the time. I mean, how hard is it sometimes to find the time to spread yourself across projects when you're right in the space? So we do have to leave, as we said before, that 50% for people, um, for investors uh, to get in there and be part of our community. It's a good thing to do, right? I love that you guys did that. Absolutely. Now, the next step, in phase two is the community DAO launch. So what can you guys tell me about your DAO? So basically as soon as season one uh, mints, we are going to introduce a new bot into the Discord server that basically 
um, reads holders' wallets uh, and then and basically assigns roles based on how many NFTs you hold. At the minute with the Valkyries, we've already got that. So if you hold uh, one Valkyrie, you get given a Valkyrie role. If you hold between three or five, you get called Odin's Chosen, or sorry, I should say three plus on that. Um, so we're going to introduce a similar bot to that. And basically what's going to happen then is if you do hold one or more NFTs, which is the, or one or more reptiles, then you'll be granted an exclusive role that will basically allow you access to a DAO channel within the Discord. And then what we'll do is put a series of votes out to the uh, community and basically gauge feedback on what the community wants to see, what they want us to be doing as founders, what they want to see um, in terms of utility with the token, um, what they want to see in terms of future drops, all this kind of stuff. So we really want to bring the, the community on board with us. And um, and it's important that we, we, we do this with the DAO. And it's really important that we do this to holders only because they are vested in the project. And as Joe touched on there, when you buy an NFT, you're almost investing money in, in the hope that this will return something profitable for you so we we are well aware of that and by giving them a say in the project we feel that we give them the best chance to sort of be be part of it or invest in a successful project so right it's it's about treating people and community as investors like i think in the Kadana world nfc world actually um a stock is the same as an nft so treating community members as investors letting them be heard, letting them have a vote. They are putting their time, their money, um, sometimes a lot of investments into projects. They need to not only be heard, but they also need to be feel right a part of that community because it's tangible. And that's what we're working on. As Harry just touched on there, we're working on pushing forward. We don't want to be a flash in the pan. We want to take this project as far as it goes. And that investment that comes in, we feel as though the community members that we've seen from the start have a lot of good, uh, good avenues for us to go down. Um, so we're not we're not that stubborn that we don't listen um, and move and move with the time um, and be quite fluid. So definitely a DAO is very, very important for us. Absolutely. And, and you're 100% right. NFTs are uh, investment vehicles, at least in, in my mind, right? And really, when you buy an NFT, right, that's just a facade for the team behind it. Okay, what you're really doing is investing in the team. Okay, you're pretty much handing these people your money and saying, you know, make my money, make money for me, right? And let's have some fun while we're at it. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of responsibility uh, that comes with that. And a lot of times, uh, founders don't realize that sometimes, how much responsibility comes along with launching a project. But uh, it seems like the team at Ragnarok Reptiles is on top of it. So that's really, really cool to hear, guys. Uh, now, let me ask you as well, you know, not only do you want uh, the input from the community, right, as you build out the project and as you move forward to give them a sense of ownership over it, right, and get, keep them involved, but you also are giving a ton back to them with your monthly Reptile Rewards prize program. Could you tell me about that? Yeah, sure. No problem. So basically what we're doing is... Um so it's taking inspiration from several projects across the CNFT space and also the Ethereum space. You know, you look at Board Ape Yacht Club and how much they award or reward their holders and sort of make them feel like valuable assets of the community. Uh, so we sort of introduced something along them lines um, where we sort of reward people just for simply for holding. You know, you don't have to be involved in the Discord. You just need to hold an NFT in your, in your wallet and that automatically grants you access to uh, our monthly reptile reward program, which is a series of 122 prizes. Um, 
that we basically put together at the end of every month and send out to holders. Now that can be digital prizes, it can be physical prizes. Ideally, what we want to do is grow the project to a point where we can give away high-end luxury items. Um, and you know the possibilities of this are endless. We can always put this to the DAO and say we've got X amount in the royalty pot this month. What do you guys want to see? What would you like to see as number one prize? Um, so the the, the opportunity and possible uh, and options are really endless with what this reptile ball program can come to. Um, and it also makes it also makes it exciting at the end of the month. You know, it gives people something for the community to look forward to. And you know, I think um, it works out at around two percent. Um, between two and three percent per NFT that you hold is the chance you have of winning a prize uh, from the collection. And we basically, depending on the royalties, every single month we use fifty percent of the royalties towards this reptile reward prize pot, uh, and then this is allocated across the series of prizes across like an, a series of tiers. And you can find out more about this on our website. Yeah, absolutely, and it's also uh, in the Discord as well, right? Everybody, again, go to the show notes. If you click on the Discord link, right, and then go to the Reptile Rewards channel, it will explain everything, right? So just like was just said, it's 50% of the royalties. There's 122 prizes, and every month you guys will select 122 wilds to receive prizes ranging from cars, watches, holidays, and gadgets to physical 3D models, Ragnarok merchandise, and Ada airdrops. And your vision has become the most rewarding CNFT project in the space, which is super cool, right? I I can't wait to see it. One of my favorite parts is that these prizes can be swapped for the Ada equivalent, right? So let's say I won something that just isn't you know, up my alley, right? I'm just like, ah, I'm not really interested in this project or, you know, I get a watch and I'm like, I don't really wear watches, you know? Well, I can say, can I have the Ada instead? And you guys will, will do that. Exactly. Yeah. We'll just send the Ada across and, and you'll, uh, you'll, you'll receive your prize that way. It's entirely up to the holder and the community. What, what, what kind of prize they want to receive. If they don't like what the, what they've won, then we can swap it for Ada. That's no problem at all. Nice. And you guys have structured this in such a way, right, where you, I mean, all the numbers are in here, uh, in the Discord for anyone to see, right? This is truly 100% transparent. And every NFT held equates to a 2.86% chance of winning a prize, right? So if you had 10 of these, right, then that is a 28%, 28.6% chance, which is a pretty good uh, pretty good percentage, right? Correct. When it comes to winning something, yeah, yeah, it's good. Just simply for being a part of a community, you know, I'm, I'm a part of other communities where I hold between five and fifteen NFTs of their collection. So if I could be entered into monthly prize draws for simply doing nothing and just holding, then you know, I'd be a very ha- happy uh, member of the community. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure you'd be the same as well, and, and so would Joe. Hundred percent, exactly what Harry said there. It's the echo. Definitely. And just so everybody knows, right, and you know, you guys can can verify this uh, if I am incorrect, but uh, remember, your assets have to be unlisted, right? Because if you list an asset, technically it's not in your wallet. So when these guys do a snapshot for these kinds of things, if you have your asset listed, it's not going to show up uh, as being in your wallet. So these have to be unlisted assets, guys. Yeah, that's right. When you, obviously, because when you send something or list something for sale, it gets taken out of your wallet. So when we do a wallet snapshot, then that asset won't be shown as in your wallet. It'll be stored in the smart contract. So that is uh, just a little heads up for any of our future community. If you do purchase one and you want to be part of reptile rewards, keep it off that secondary market. All right. And now you guys also have, uh, in your phase two, 
the holder merchandise and physical model airdrops. What's the deal with that? Yeah, so basically we've got um, exclusive Ragnarok Reptile merchandise on the way. We've got caps, hoodies, t-shirts. Um, we've got 3D models that we can, we're going to send out as part of the prizes for you to have on your desk, you know, next to your computer screen. Uh, mouse mats, um, all sorts of little gadgets like that that have got our exclusive brand on. So it's quite exciting, to be honest, and I'm sure the community are going to love it as well. Absolutely. No, it's going to be super cool. I can't wait to run around uh, with some Ragnarok Reptiles uh, <laughs> swag definitely. on. Definitely. <laughs> Hell yeah. Now, we'll definitely get you some sense out. Oh, I can't wait, man. I will definitely rock that stuff. I love it. I, I wear my hammer around my neck every day. Uh, but so let's get into uh, the next step because this sounds kind of exciting and I want to see what you guys have planned. And this is the Metaverse land acquisition. So obviously this is just uh, the acquisition, right? So you guys are picking up the land. But what are your plans in the future, if you can tell me, uh, concerning the Metaverse and Ragnarok Reptiles? Yeah, so basically we, we're we going to purchase, and again, this comes down to the community that we want to see what our community are most interested in in terms of Metaverse projects out there. Um, and this, depending on what Metaverse project they tell us to purchase, then we'll go ahead and purchase uh, a plot of land or an estate. Um, and sort of try and build this out to be a sort of Ragnarok reptile hub. So when you are in the metaverse and you're chilling out and you're hanging with your friends, you can do that at, uh, at, at our sort of haven, should we call it, you know, with the other reptiles. And we just think that'd be really cool. So it sort of gives people a, a community while they're in the metaverse as well as in the Discord. Absolutely. That will be really cool. All right. Moving on uh, to the green paper. So the green paper is also going to be launched during phase two, uh, right before this is the last step uh, before we move into phase three, which is Ragnarok. So do you guys have anything to touch on on your green paper development? Yeah. So we've we have started the initial draft now just to sort of get the, the building blocks in progress. Um and basically what's going to be outlined in the, the green paper is effectively a white paper, but obviously our brand and our colors are green. So we've called it a green paper to sort of make, put our own spin on things. Um, but, Makes sense. Yeah. But what's going to be included in this green paper is sort of all the technical details. You know, we've, we're going to touch on very shortly, but uh, in phase three, we've got an Odin uh, token coming, NFT staking. Um, so we're going to include all this kind of technical stuff inside the green paper for anyone who is interested to have a read of and basically just give a better... A better, a more of a deeper dive into where we want the project to go and what we're going to be building for the future. Absolutely, and and kind of a perfect time to do it as well, right? Because you get to see how how the mint goes, how the community is building, right? What they want, right? You can get their input and then uh, release your green paper. So most people do it before uh, the mint, right? But I kind of like how you guys have it set up, right? Because you don't want to overpromise uh, and underdeliver. And like you've said a million times already, right? It's all about the community and exactly. getting them uh, involved. So this will make it so they can actually help shape, right? Pretty much the uh, the entire future uh, of this project. Well, to a certain to a certain point. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Yeah, they can have their opinion, and that's exactly what the DAO is for. You know, a lot of the stuff that we're gonna be putting into the DAO is gonna feed into the white paper eventually. So, as you just said, there it ties in perfectly with what we're gonna do and sort of tying the community with us and bringing everyone on the journey together. I just wanted to touch on a point there that you mentioned. It sort of just struck a chord with me there about um, about roadmaps and achieving roadmaps. Now. We've thought long and hard. Uh, we thought months ago and, and put these key agenda points in place uh, on the roadmap to make sure, one, that it's achievable, and two, that we can sustain it. We want sustainable growth because the amount of times that we've seen in this space uh, over-promising, 
I do, I love the idea of sort of reaching for the stars, but we are definitely looking for sustainable growth that we are 100% going to hit and then better that. So we want to put out there in that roadmap exactly what we're going to hit. And then if we can even tweak that and get even better, that's what we'll do. Absolutely. And it's a great plan, right? 100%. And any roadmap uh, moving, even after you guys release this green paper, right, is truly penciled in, right? Because nobody knows in this space what's going to happen day to day. And a week in the NFT scene is like uh, a month (laughs) in real life. So what's perfect for the community when this green paper is released, you know, may not be perfect, uh, you know, a month down the line or even a couple weeks down the line, depending what happens in the space. So even when this paper does come out, right, I'm sure the team over here uh, will continue to to innovate and kind of pivot to, you know, wherever the space is moving in the market. You're so right. You, you've got to be fluid in, in uh, the CNFT space and in NFTs. Uh, the the boundaries change all the time. The game moves on. And being uh, proactive and also being innovative um, is what we must do and what we strive to do uh, to keep fresh, uh, to take new ideas on board, to see also what other projects are doing. We, we like to influence ourselves also. We'd love to influence others, but we also see others doing good things. We're like, oh, we like that. Uh, and we move forward all the time, always pushing forward. Absolutely. And talking about pushing forward, we are ready for Ragnarok, right? Phase three. So the first step in phase three on your roadmap is the Odin airdrop. Now, this is your native asset. We've talked about it uh, a little bit, but but how is this going to work, right? What is this currency used for? Because that's the trick, right, to any good tokenomics is giving a solid use case uh, for the native asset and therefore it increases in value. Exactly that, yeah. You know, and you can anyone can release a token, but unless you actually pin some real utility to it, it doesn't actually have a value of any any sort. So what we're going to do with the Odin Um is sort of pin it to stuff that our community can can use both physically and digitally. So we're thinking, um, you know, to use it for physical goods, physical purchases. We touched on earlier about the 3D models, um, Ragnar merchandise. Uh, we also want, you know, custom things. You know, if the community DAO, we can put it to them. You're like, what do you want to see us create this month? What should we build? Should we make a 3D model? Should we make a a, a full scale 3D 3D model and then you can redeem that with Odin you know the, the possibilities are endless um, we are using a, a company that uh, have been advising Yummy Universe so you know we're, we're in good hands with that and we're confident with the advice we're getting off them and the advice that we're uh, we're sort of going with um, and also what, what's going to happen with the Odin coin just for people who aren't too aware the tokenomics is basically uh, we, we're introducing an NFT staking into our roadmap and what that means is if you have a reptile you stake the reptile with us and that basically takes the reptile out of uh, out of your hands almost and, and keeps it off the secondary market uh, and in return for that depending on how long you stake it for what rank or what rarity you're NFT is, you'll get a deposit of Odin back to your wallet. And then from that, then you then redeem that Odin with ourselves. And like we touched on, then you can buy physical goods that we have for sale. You can also buy digital goods and digital services from us. We're, we're thinking about possibly introducing some sort of like sponsorships that we introduce to the Discord or Discord roles. So if you're a project, uh, or a community member and you want to sponsor the Discord server, you can do that by using your Odin coin. If you want a certain role, you can purchase that using your Odin coin. The sort of possibilities are endless for that. And again, I know we've touched on it before, but we can put it to the DAO and say, what do you guys want to, what do you guys want to use Odin for? What do you guys want out of a CNFT project? And 
Um, the possibilities are endless with it. It's basically just having like real money and re- the real wealth. Uh, you can do or you can buy whatever you want to as long as you've got the idea there in the first place. Absolutely. And that you guys do have these use cases built out, right, uh, is, is very important. And it's great that you guys have put that amount of thought into this, right? Because again, like we just talked about, you guys don't even have uh, your green paper out yet, right? But that doesn't mean that planning cannot start for how these things are going to work to not just benefit the project going into the future, but the community uh, as well, right? So that you're going to have so many different use cases uh, for this currency within the Ragnarok Reptiles ecosystem is is huge, right? Because yeah. that's, that's really what it's all about. Exactly. And just touching on, on the Odin coin as well, you know, you see it with other projects. I think we've seen it with the Omi universe recently um they're actually allowing the, the collaborated with other projects and other projects that are allowing people to mint using yummy coin and um, so like i said the possibility is endless and you know we, we'd love to get to a position where other projects start accepting odin and you know you can stake your reptile and basically buy another nft project using odin when we collaborate with people and um, the possibilities are endless with it and we're just gonna we're just gonna explore as much as we can and try drive as much utility to this coin to make to give it as much value as we can I can't wait to see uh, where it all goes, especially once, you know, we get the, the community's input on everything that they they want to see, you know, available to be purchased with these tokens. I think it's going to be uh, pretty exciting, my friend. But uh, we just hit actually the first three spots for phase three, right? It was the Odin airdrop, NFT staking and token, and then utility for purchases. And now the next step, and this kind of leads into phase four, which is the post Ragnarok Rebirth is the season two artwork and storyline release and a wider marketing expansion. So what can you guys tell me about season two? This is going to be a, a totally separate collection. Yes. Um, so we are at a stage where we're meeting frequently. Um, our main aspects obviously are driven around season one and making sure that the brand, the theme uh, and the finer details run right the way through. Uh, but for season two, um, we do have the idea in principle uh, already drafted um, with the giants. Uh, I won't touch on it too much, uh, but if people know a lot about Norse mythology, uh, they'll know about the giants and, and the Jotnar. Um So I can't give away too much. Um, there's going to be some some change in the story. There's going to be some. There's going to be a lot going on. Is all I can say. Um, oh, come but, on, you can tell us. You can tell us. <laughs> come on. That was, ah. So oh, well. there's there's going to be a lot coming. All I can say is I, I know I know you can't wait. I know you can't wait. There's going to be a lot coming on the Giants in season two. Uh, we've got the aspects all all ready to go. Really, we're looking at it. But our our main focus, of course, is season one. Uh, but I think Harry can obviously touch around uh, the market expansion and and that aspect also. Absolutely. And yeah, that is uh, phase four, right, in the roadmap is pretty much completely uh, dedicated to uh, the Giants, right, and the season two mint and uh, another roadmap release. So you guys will have uh, an updated, a new roadmap with this secondary collection? Yeah, that's correct. Um, the roadmap sort of planning for the next six months or so, uh, but obviously this project, we're, we're thinking further ahead than that. So um, the, st- the roadmap will update. Um and this will come just after season two mints, and we sort of get a good idea of where we're going from there. Awesome. Well, this is all super exciting, guys. I cannot wait uh, to see where all of this goes, and I especially cannot wait until... Where did I lose? Damn it, I lost my notes. See, and this is why 
uh, pre-recording is so important. And I definitely can't wait until the 31st, right, to get in there. If you're whitelisted, right, you have to be whitelisted for the 31st mm-hmm. to get in there and mint uh, some of these Ragnarok reptiles. It's super Super cool. And I'm sure everyone listening uh, is going to love it as well. Now, before we get into uh, some of our final questions, because we have gotten through uh, the roadmap, is there anything else that you guys uh, would like to touch on concerning the project? Um, I'm not too sure. Joe, is there anything you want to add? I think we've covered pretty much everything on the roadmap. Um, for I'm, everyone who's listening. I'm pretty comfortable. Yeah, yeah, I think I just want to just want to give a shout out to everyone who's listening, who's made it this far through the podcast. You know, we appreciate Everyone who's in the community, everyone who's making it the, the vibrant space that it is, and everyone who's spreading the love in there. You know, we really appreciate everyone coming on the journey with us, and we're, we're excited to sort of give you guys uh, what's what's going to be a really exciting project in this Cardano space. All right, guys, it's time for our final questions. Now, we ask these on every single episode, right? So nobody knows day to day what's going to happen in this market right now, right? And like we said before, a week in the NFT space is like a month uh, in real life. So even though you guys have put in a ton of preparation, right, and have built such an amazing community, and I don't think this is going to be an issue, but if Ragnarok Reptiles does not sell out, how do you guys plan on pivoting and continuing to move forward, not only for yourselves and the project, but for the community as well? Well, if you look at the interactions and the community engagement that we've had already, and you know, we're still um, just over a week out, we've got some collaborations lined up. We've got one of them at the minute with the Blockers Hot, which is another person who's doing magnificent things for the CNFT space, such as yourself. Um, so we are hoping that, you know, we, we, we with our artwork, with the utility, the roadmap, uh, the storyline and the work that we've put in that we can get what we, we set out to achieve. But obviously, if it doesn't go to, to plan, then we carry on building and, and we move forward and we, we keep doing what we're doing. We'll keep the mint open for, for the near future and, and just see what the future brings. You know, we're not naive enough to think to dismiss all the risks together you know we're in a bear market and people are skeptical about what they want to spend the hard earned money on which is completely fair enough um, but as I just touched on then we, we have got things in place that we are confident that we can uh, we can do well here and build the community that we want and we've already got a great community as it is and I'm sure it's going to grow even bigger over the next week or so and then from Mint when, when we start delivering and, and, and achieving the work that we've got on the roadmap, it's going to grow even more. So I'm confident, you know, if it doesn't happen overnight, then it doesn't happen overnight. It's something that we, you've got to expect in this bear market and we move forward, we keep building and, and eventually good projects are rewarded. So that's what we'll be doing. Absolutely. And listen, even if there isn't a sellout, right? As long as you keep working, that's all it takes. That's it. Yeah. All it takes is just dedication and, and not giving up and having yeah, that it. gumption uh, to keep going, which I think I truly believe that this team uh, does have. So hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome answer. Yeah. Now, let me ask you the fun question. All right. So if somebody listened to this entire interview, right, and they they're de- went down to the show notes, they clicked on all your official links, they're on onemint.app, you know, giving you five stars and up in the trust score, they're in the discord, getting to know everybody, but they need to hear that one more right thing to push them in the back and over the ledge into the Ragnarok reptiles family. What would you tell them? We only need three words. Join the resistance. But hell yeah! <laughs> but I will just touch on also that just get involved. Take a look at it. Take a look at uh, the law, the art, uh, the fine details that we've gone through, and making sure that the Norse mythology plays right the way through the story. Um, we've concentrated on making this more um, than just 
a really, really good looking piece of art. We've made it a brand. And if you look at it right the way through, uh, we hope that the color schemes, um, the history, uh, it plays out. So all I'd welcome you to do is get in the Discord, take a look at our Twitter, and join the resistance. I'm loving it, man. Join the resistance. Ragnarok Reptiles. Remember, everyone, all of the official links are in the show notes. Check them out, right? This is a super, super cool project. And if you get in there and do the research, I'm pretty sure you're going to like what you see. Well, Joe, Harry, it has been an honor. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. Thank you. This was, this was great, man. And thank you for building this awesome project. And let me ask you, are, is there anything going on in the space right now that you guys are excited about? That's a good question, to be honest. Um, we've been so sort of driven by our own project. I haven't really had the chance to look at others, in all honesty. Um, I've got a lot of admiration for the likes of Malador, that are, you know, who've building up what looks like a great community over there at the minute. Um, I also like the fact that Angel Baby Hit Squad, Fettuccini, you know, shout out to him, what he's doing for the space, merging Ethereum and Cardano together. Um, Space Buds, I know they've gone through a bit of a rocky patch, but Berry, uh, he's, he's doing all he can. I've, I've heard somewhere that he's meant to be releasing new artwork, but I'm not too familiar with that. I haven't been too, too involved, uh, with them over the last couple of weeks, but you know, all these kinds of people, it's all exciting stuff that's coming to the space and people are keep building and we're going to move on to even greater things over the next year. Yeah, for me, just strictly from an, an art point of view, I thought Deadly Sins' art was fantastic. Um, I haven't seen anything like it. I think the artist really has got across um, what was in his mind, and I think it's fantastic. Yeah, actually, it was uh, Fana in the Discord. She she was the artist over there. You know, Zora oh, really? is yeah, Zora is the coder, right? And then Fana was the artist, and they decided, well, let's get out there and uh, and make a project. Actually, if you want to get real deep into it, if you really like the art and want to hear what inspired it, you can always listen uh, to their episode. I had both of them on here. Uh, you know, talking about I'll the project, it was listen, yeah. really cool. Yeah, I think there was two actually. Uh, so you'd have to go to the first one. That one had Zora and Fana. Uh, the the last one, the most recent one, was just uh Zora. Uh, for a postment. Uh, no, interview. I'll definitely be taking a listen to that because yeah, fascinating art. I haven't seen anything like it. Definitely very authentic, and and you can see he's got his vision across. Or sorry, she has her vision across. You know, like you guys touched on a second ago, that whole Space Buds thing, I'm just going to take the opportunity to tell, to say to everybody, listen, I, I don't care what anybody thinks, okay? Barry has done so much for this space, right? Uh, who knows? Yeah, if, of course, somebody would have done it first, right? If not him, but it wasn't. It was him, right? He was the first. So uh, to have so much FUD thrown at them, because of something that he didn't even know about, right? They hired an artist. The The real problem here is with that artist, right? Yeah, Not exactly. with Barry himself. And he's doing what he can to make it right. But that's like when we took over this project, The Fallen, it was actually originally called Dead Buds. But the reason that we're going through all the work to, you know, get a new policy ID and relaunch and change the layers in the name, you know, because they had some layers with the name on it, is because to us, there's no such thing as a dead bud, uh, and we feel that's important for people to hear, right? Because there's just too much fun in this space, man. People hold on to the negativity without getting, you know, digging in and doing research and finding out the real story. Yeah, um, exactly. Themselves. Exactly. I think Betty's an absolute pioneer. What he's done, you know, he's basically the first 10K project on Cardano, along with Cardano Bit shortly after, you know, uh, sorry, uh, Cardano Kids, the card um, series. 
he's a pioneer in what he does. He sets standards for metadata. You know, he's an absolute, he's a genius at what he does, really, and there's no one really else like him. So I think Twitter can be a bit of a toxic space at times, which is kind of sad that it only takes one or two people to say something and everyone else jumps on the back of it. But, you know, Betty, if you ever listen to this, you've, you've got our respect, man, and what you've done with the space, it's great, and we thank you for Definitely. it. Definitely. Definitely. Hell yeah. Well Hopefully... Done. He'll come on the show someday. That'd be good. Uh, I yeah. did reach out to him. We'll see. But and with Fettuccini too, Angel Baby Head Squad is really cool. When I got to interview them and find out what he was doing, such an awesome utility, right? Yeah. To have an Ethereum NFT that gives you Cardano benefits. I mean, what better way uh, to break down the barrier between uh, ETH and ADA? I, I think it's huge. Definitely. And and to be honest, I think the sooner people realize that it's not about what blockchain you're on it's, it's about crypto cryptocurrency as a whole the, the sooner that we'll progress forward in the space you know there's a lot of like people saying oh it's ethereum versus solana versus ada or cardano and it's just not like that it's we're sort of all fighting for the same thing here and we're all going in the same direction and i think people need to wake up for that and eventually people will wake up to that when the world sort of changes and catches up but for now we're just gonna have to put up with the idiots on twitter aren't we yeah, I, I, I suppose. But but you're right, you know, and that's why, like, if you go uh, to our website, right, I said it months and months ago, uh, and it's kind of become my little quote up there on the website, that the only barriers uh, in Web3 are those that we erect ourselves. Exactly. Right, and it's true. It really is. And everyone talks about how, you know, partnership, especially in the Cardano space, which is great, right? Don't take this the wrong way. They talk about, you know, helping each other out and really collaborating, not just giving out whitelist spots. And it's great to see all this teamwork, but, uh, they're missing, right? They're breaking down all these little walls, uh, within our space and not seeing that they're surrounded by a giant wall that completely encircles the Cardano ecosystem. And that is the wall that we need to break down because Definitely. you're right at the end of the day, the NFT community, regardless what chain you're on, is the NFT community, right? We're all in the same boat. We all have the same goals here. Definitely. Just because we use a different blockchain doesn't mean we can't work together. We all want the same thing. And as you said there, the sooner we realize that, the better. And we will strive for that. I think it's happening. And, and, and you know, everyone's trying that to do their bit. And eventually, uh, it'll... It'll push through, I, I hope. You know, that's why we wanted to make sure, like the app, right? We didn't just put, you know, ADA and ETH and, and Soul on there. If there's a blockchain that has NFTs on it, whether it's Theta or, or Binance Smart, anything, right? It is on that app because it needs to be available to every project on every chain because we're all part of the same family. Couldn't agree more. All right, guys. Well, this was great. Thank you so much uh, for taking time to, to be on the show. And uh, I guess I'll see you in the Discord. Always a pleasure. And we'd love to uh, hook up more on um, podcasts and, and whatever. It's been an absolute pleasure, as always. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. A huge thank you once again to both Harry and Joe for taking the time to come on the show. Don't forget all of the official links for Ragnarok Reptiles can be found in the show notes. And remember, every investment, no matter how big or small, has to be right for you. So please, always do your own research. Now for the giveaway stuff. So the winner of the Ted Nation NFT from last Friday's episode has already been posted in the winner's circle on whenmint.app and whenmintpodcast.com. So, if you head on over to either of those platforms and see your smiling PFP staring you in the face, all you have to do is shoot us a DM through our Twitter profile. Our Twitter handle is at WhenMintWorld within 24 hours of being announced the winner and we'll get you paid. Congratulations. And if you didn't win, that's okay too. 
because we do this every single episode. So today, we'll be giving away a Bad Fox Motorcycle Club NFT. So if you want to enter to win that Bad Fox MC NFT, all you have to do is follow us on Twitter. Again, our Twitter handle is at WhenMintWorld. Have a free account on WhenMint.app. And then in the original post on Twitter announcing the release of this episode, simply like, retweet, and tag five friends. That's it. You're in the running. The winner will be announced Wednesday upon the release of that day's episode. Good luck. And with that, I think that's it for me. I hope everyone had an awesome weekend. My daughter and I actually went and did an escape room and obviously I'm here. So uh, we did manage to escape with only a few minutes to spare. So it was actually a lot of fun. So if you've never tried an escape room, maybe give it a shot, right? Do your own research. <laughs> but on that note, I will see you all in our Twitter space tomorrow. We run them every Tuesday and Thursday at 10 p.m. UTC and then again on Wednesday with another giveaway, another project, another interview, and another episode of One Mint by Those AMAs.